Hello, everyone, to the first ever episode of Prince of the Pod. This is your host, Sam Prince. And now we're going to take a look back at the NFL first round of the 2020 NFL Draft. And we're going to look at the best, some of the best picks of the first round and some of the worst picks of the first round. And this is an absolute no particular order at all. So let's start with the, with the best. And now we're going to take a look at the Cardinals draft pick, Isaiah Simmons. Isaiah Simmons could be a generational type player. That was amazing how he fell right into their laps at number eight. He was a linebacker at Clemson. But I think he's either going to play linebacker or safety. No one really knows what position he's going to play. He played every position on the field. If the Cardinals use him right, he could be a generational type of player. And now with another best draft pick from the NFL 2020 first round. We're going to take a look at the New York Giants selecting Andrew Thomas tackle out of the University of Georgia. Let's clap it up for Dave Gellman for getting a home run player here. He, Andrew Thomas, can solidify this offensive line, meaning that he can make this offensive line an elite offensive line. Yes, he's that good. But, I mean, you're going to still need your right tackle, your left guard, your right guard, and your center to perform, and the whole team to perform, really. But he's that good. He can make this team so much better. He started every single game at college. I don't get why people weren't saying he was the best draft pick in the whole entire draft. I really don't. And I really don't also get why people were saying that he was, oh, Andrew's going to be a bust. Um, Andrew is um, overrated tackle. Well, Andrew Thomas, Thomas is going to prove all those haters wrong, whoever said that stuff. I personally think, as I said before, he was the best tackle in the whole entire draft. And now let's look at another player that was one of the best draft picks. Now, as much as I hate, and as we all hate to see, Big D succeed here. The Dallas Cowboys, oh my goodness. They got CeeDee Lamb with the 17th overall pick. That's really good. I can't believe they got him with the 17th overall pick. That just makes their team, I can't believe I'm saying this, maybe a Super Bowl contender. That offense is probably a top five offense now. Oh my goodness. And their offense, they're going to have Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper and tight end Blake Jarwin and their O-line is still so good with the loss of Travis Frederick. That's how good that O-line is. I can't believe it. And now we're going to look at our last best draft pick that we're going to highlight today, the first round. We're going to talk about Clyde Edwards-Hilaire running back LSU. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, he fell to to the defending world champions, Kansas City Chiefs. Can you believe it? Because I can't. The Chiefs' offense got so much better. Andy Reid is a genius by drafting him. An absolute genius. That's why he's one of the best coaches. And he's also stylish in those Tommy Bahama shirts. No, this episode, this episode is not sponsored by Tommy Bahama. But if Tommy Bahama, you listen, I would love to, to 
to sponsor you guys. But it doesn't make any sense. This offense is now Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, and McCole Hardman, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I wouldn't be surprised if they go back-to-back. That's a dynasty waiting in the makings. But we'll touch touch up on that in another episode coming up soon. And now we're going to take a look at some of the worst draft picks of the 2020 NFL draft. Now, in order to be on this list, you could have you were either just a bad pick or you're a good player, but were selected way too high. And another a person that was selected way too high was Henry Ruggs the third. I can't stress this enough, Kansas City. Not Kansas City, Las Vegas Raiders. How do you, with the 12th overall pick, how do you pick Henry Ruggs III over Jerry Judy and CeeDee Lamb? I, I, it doesn't make any sense to me. Yes, he's he's probably the fastest wide receiver in the whole entire draft, but they don't need fast wide receivers. They need a big they needed a big body wide receiver. And to tell you the truth. They probably could have gotten him with the 19th pick in the draft. But they also had that from the Khalil Mack trade. But, I mean, we'll just have to wait and see if Mike Mayock, Mike Mayock knows his stuff. Mike Mayock, we're going to really, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he's on the fence this year with getting drafted or in the hot seat, but not getting drafted. Like getting fired because yeah, I mean they're he's moving the team to Las Vegas. I mean it doesn't and you're moving and you're selecting bad path picks and we, they don't really know what they're going to do with Derek Carr. Maybe they're gonna maybe they're gonna secretly tank this year and tank for Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. We're gonna see. We really don't know what's gonna happen with the Las Vegas Raiders. Now another just a really worst one of the worst picks. And the whole entire draft was Makai Beckman from LSU. Well, now he's on the New York Jets. Makai Beckman is an ultimate boom or bust candidate. And he is a monster. He was a monster at LSU. He not LSU, Louisville. I'm sorry about that. But he he was very good in college, but I just don't think his game is gonna translate to the NFL. I mean, I I, I really don't think that he's going to have the strength and the durability to to be it to be in the NFL very long. I mean Jets Jets fans, if you're listening, you need you need a wide receiver. How is Jamison Crowder your number one wide receiver? No disrespect to Jamison Crowder. Jamison Crowder, if you've listened to this, I've always been a huge fan of you. But I'm sorry, you need a young, really good wide receiver for your precious quarterback, Sam Darnold, to get drafted, not drafted, to get amazing. If Jet fans or Jets management or anyone in Jets family or whatever you want to call them want to see this man flourish, this man making Sam Darnold flourish, you need pieces around him. Yes, the O-line was not good that year. They addressed that need. But Makai Beckman was not the player. If you wanted an O-lineman who was available 
You should have drafted Tristan Wirfs. He was available. He got selected by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which I thought was a pretty good pick. They should have drafted him. Then I would have been praising the Jets. But no. But Tristan Wirfs, he fell exactly where he should have been in the draft. Makai should have been in the beyond 20s, meaning beyond 20s, meaning like 28th overall pick. Somewhere around there, he should have gotten drafted. 11 was absolutely way too high. I do not think he's going to be good at all. If I could compare him to any player, Makai Beckman, I'm going to compare him to Eric Flowers from the New York Giants. And Eric Flowers was one of the biggest busts ever. He was so bad, Eric. He just was so bad. I, I can't even put this into words how bad he will he was. And I he was the ultimate bust. And I think I can I think Makai Beckman is gonna be the ultimate bust. I like him as a person. I just don't think he's gonna be good in the NFL. That's just my opinion. And we're gonna take a look at another worst draft pick was Jalen Rager from the Philadelphia Eagles. He was he went to college at TCU. He's wide receiver. The Eagles were trying to address the need. But let me just tell you something. Jalen Rager is not a first-round talent at all. That was just a bad draft pick. If you, Doug Peterson, if you really wanted a wide receiver, why didn't you trade up with, let's just say, the Atlanta Falcons with the 16th overall pick and go get CeeDee Lamb for your precious QB, Carson Wentz, for him to flourish? I don't get it. Jalen Rager can be good, but he is not worth a first-round pick. I cannot stress this enough at, oh my goodness, how do you, how do you mess that up, Howie Roseman and Doug Peterson? How do you mess that up? I don't get that at all. It doesn't make any sense to me. And now, we're going to look at some, our last worst draft pick. And now people are going to say, well, Sam, why didn't you put Jordan Love in this category? I thought that was a good pick. He's, that was a very underrated pick by the Packers. But we'll end that in another episode. But we're going to talk about who was a really bad, meaning worst draft pick was, drumroll please, the Miami Dolphins selecting Austin Jackson. Now, Austin Jackson, I love him as a person. He's a really good person off the field. I think he can be a leader. And just everywhere he goes, he's that type of person. He's got a great personality. I've never met him, but that's all the stuff that I've heard. But I I just think that was just way too high for him. With the 18th overall pick, I mean, he's just going into a bad situation in Miami where he's going to be forced to start right away, which I think if he doesn't start right away, he can be good. But the Dolphins are going to put him in a bad situation. It's just not a good fit. I mean, I, and I also think Austin Jackson should have gone in the later 20s, going like maybe like 20s in between pick 26 and pick 29. And then that's where he should have gone. And now we're going to go into another topic here. The most overrated teams and underrated teams in the NFL going to the 2020 NFL season. Hopefully we have one. Let's start with the underrated teams. 
we're going to have to go with the Denver Broncos here. I, I, I don't get why the Bronco why they're not why people are not talking about the Broncos. The Broncos are a wild card team, one hundred percent. They have their young QB Drew Locke from Mizzou. He's gonna be a sophomore this year in the NFL, second year in the NFL. He is gonna be a baller this year. He is gonna be really good, and he's gonna be a pro bowler, a pro bowler. I'm gonna say that right now. Drew Locke is gonna become a pro bowler. Because let's look at his offensive weapons. Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Noah Fan, who is going to have a breakout year. And your two running backs, Melvin Gordon and Phillip Lindsay. I got to say, the Denver Broncos had the best running back committee in all of football, with, as I pointed out before, Phillip Lindsay and Melvin Gordon. But let's look at the defense now. Now, the Broncos traded for Jarrell Casey, which I thought was a stellar pick. Casey can make that defense so much better. It's it's not even funny. And then you also traded for A.J. Boyer, who could just have a great campaign, just like in his 2017-2018 season. Campaign, which that was a st- was probably he was arguably a top five cornerback in that year, but I think he can make that step like he did in the Jacksonville Jaguars that one year. I think he personally can maybe get back to that form. Yes, cornerbacks age very early, but if he's got a good work ethic, he can. I I can't, I can't stress this enough. He could be a really good wide, not a wide receiver, a really good cornerback. And then you have Bradley Chubb, who's going to emerge as a key piece of that defense. And then how do I forget about the one and only Super Bowl 50 MVP, Von Miller, who is a top five defensive player in the whole entire league? That's a really good team. But unfortunately, they do have to play in a division with the defending world champs of the Kansas City Chiefs. So I think they're a 10-6 team who makes the wild card. And now we go to the Houston Texans. Yes, Sam, people would say, well, they, they lost DeAndre Hopkins. How can you put them as an underrated team? They should be, uh, they, they're going to be horrible this year. Well, no, they're not. Well, yes. I thought the DeAndre Hopkins trade was horrible. I don't think they should should trade it DeHop at all. But you know what? That's just the way life. We're going to see they're good. Let me just point out some players on this team. We're going to start out with their offense here again. I mean, Deshaun Watson is a generational type of QB. And he is so good. And he, he could... He could be an MVP this year. He's just that good. From the University of Clemson, I mean, he is going. He he. I mean, he learned from his mistakes in the divisional round, giving up a twenty-eight to O lead. I mean, hopefully he learns from that and he has another great campaign and tries his and tries to get this team to Super Bowl and an AFC South title. But let's look at his weapons. You have Kenny Stills and Brandon Cooks and Will Fuller the fifth. And then you have your two running backs 
of Duke Johnson and David Johnson. Hey, two Johnsons. I just noticed that. David Johnson is going to have a bounce back year. I'm telling everyone, if you could draft him in fantasy football this year, I would draft him. He's going to have a great year. Yes, he hasn't had his great campaign back in 2016. Everyone was saying, oh, you know, Sam, 2016, 2015, David Johnson, and maybe 2017, 2018, David Johnson was really good. But, oh, let's go back to the O-Sam. Oh, Sam, you know, he's banged up. Uh, Cardinals were really smart at trading him. I mean, he's going to be good. I think he's going to be a top 15 running back in this league. Just watch. Just watch. David Johnson is going to be really good again. He is going to have that comeback. He could be the comeback player of the year. But let's go, go to their defense. I mean, their defense is so good. They could, they're still a top 10 defense in this league. Just everyone forgets that they're going to have J.J. Watt this year for if he does not get injured a full year. And that's all I can say about the Texans. I mean, they're going to be they're going to be in the contenders this year. A lot of people are counting them out, but I wouldn't count them out. You have the Arizona Cardinals, who are an, another underrated team. Yes, they play in the toughest, one of the toughest divisions in all of the NFL. But let me just tell you, let's start with their defense here. As I pointed out earlier in the podcast, Isaiah Simmons is a generational type of player, and their defense has gotten so much better this year, progressed last year into games. Their defense was not good at all at first, but then each, sorry, each game they would get better and better. And now I think they're going to get better and better next year. And let's look at their offense. And their offense, Kyler Murray, who won Rookie of the Year last year. And I think Kyler Murray can win, could be an MVP candidate. Well, Sam, MVP candidate. That's a little too much for saying about Kyler Murray. I, I really don't think so. You heard it here first that Kyler Murray can be an MVP candidate this year. And, yes, I said it there first, here first. And their wide receivers, hmm, they trade for DeAndre Hopkins, one of the best wide receivers in the whole entire league. And then you have, hmm, Larry the Legend Fitzgerald. OMG. Um, Larry's maybe getting a little old, but it's okay. He could be the third wide receiver because your second wide receiver could be Christian Kirk. Those two are inter- interchangeable, two and three, just because Larry's getting older. But now Larry doesn't have to be the number one guy. It's so good for him, and he's still going to get all those targets. But, I mean, expect this offense to be really good this year. And their defense to be above average defense. And then your running back is Kenyon Drake, who had a very good season with the Arizona Cardinals last year by revamping his career from getting out of Miami and going to the desert. I mean, that offense almost doesn't get any better. But we're going to go to our last underrated team of the show. 
Yes, again, people are going to say, oh, Sam, you may be biased here by putting the New York Giants as an underrated team. I really do think they're underrated because no one is talking about Daniel Jones. Everyone's saying, oh, Daniel Jones, he's not good. People, you know, Dave Gettleman was dumb by selecting him at the sixth overall pick. Let me just tell you this. Daniel Jones had 24 touchdowns last year and 12 interceptions. But his interceptions numbers are going to get are going to go down so much and his touchdowns are going to go up. He did not have a good good offensive line last year. And now with the addition of Andrew Thomas, that O-line gets better. Hmm. I think he's going to have a 30 plus touchdown season. Yeah. You can, I'm telling you. And with a good offensive line, his fumbling problem will go down. And plus, he didn't have Saquon Barkley really last year. Saquon was hurt. Saquon was hurt for a lot of the games. But and he has the best running back in the league with Saquon Barkley, with somehow Madden rid him as an 89 overall, which I think is absolute disrespectful. At Saquon Barkley. Oh my goodness. How is he tied with Joe Mixton? Saquon should be a 95 plus. He's going to prove everyone wrong that he's not a one hit wonder. And then our wide receivers are our, meaning the New York Giants. The New York Giants wide receivers are Darius Slayton, who I don't get why anyone. Is I don't get why no one was talking about him. He is so good. He is going to be a player that people are going to say, huh, I wish I drafted him. It doesn't make any sense. And then you have Golden Tate, your veteran leader, and Sterling Shepard, who, yes, he had hit the concussion problems in the past. But I truly believe that he's going to have a really good campaign this year. And he could, Sterling Shepard, could be a pro bowler. Now, my pro bowlers on this offense, who I think are going to be Daniel Jones, Darius Slayton, Saquon Barkley, and Andrew Thomas. I really think this offense is going to be that good. And now, let's go to our defense. Dave Gailman, being the genius that he is, selected, not selected, got James Bradbury to sign with the Giants. James Bradbury is a top 10 cornerback in this league. Nobody was talking about him last year because he was on the Carolina Panthers, and the Panthers didn't really have that much of bright spots besides him and Christian McCaffrey. But now let's go to our, another part of the defense. And yes, again, before we go to that part, another part of the defense, unfortunately, the Giants are most likely going to lose DeAndre Baker because he was in an armed robbery, and it, it's just terrible that he was in an armed robbery. I mean, how do you rob a place? But maybe he didn't do it. We don't know for sure if he did it. Let's hope he didn't do anything. Let's hope he could be on the field. And you know what? He's clean and he balls out this year. And your linebackers are Blake. You have Blake Martinez, who the Giants signed from the Green Bay Packers, who I think can make a very big difference. you got Lorenzo Carter. you got... E.J. Hill, who can play a little. And then you got 
Dalvin Thompson, Leonard Williams, huh, and Dexter Lawrence. That's a pretty good defense, if I say so myself. I mean, it doesn't get any better. It can't get better, but I really think this defense is is a young defense. Oh, yeah, it can get better with their two safeties of Jabril, Jabril Peppers. Now, Jabril Peppers is going to be really good this year. And then, who's his partner in crime? Not meaning actual crime, just a figure of speech. His other safety is Xavier McKinnon. Xavier McKinnon fell to the second round. I don't get how the Giants got him in the second round. It's absolute nuts to me how good those safeties are, the Giants, and this and this defense. Really, this whole entire defense is so young. Nobody is talking about them. But I really think the Giants can be maybe... I'm not even going to say maybe. I think they could have nine-plus wins this year. Nobody's talking about them. I mean, and now we're going to go to the overrated teams. Now, of course, I got to put them on here. Again, again, we're going to say this is no particular order at all. Know who we're going to put? The Cleveland Browns. I mean, Browns. I can't stress this enough. You had uh, Odell Beckham last year, Jarvis Landry, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, and Baker Mayfield, and you went six and ten and came in third in your in the AFC North. That is not good at all. But yeah, so you know what they did this offseason? The Browns they upgraded a little. They got Austin Hooper, but no one really knows what's going to happen to David and Njoku. I mean, he was not really good last year, and he's demanding a trade? Does anyone know what's going to happen with the Browns? No, but then the, Baker was just, he had more commercials than wins last year. Let's just think about that. If you have more commercials than wins, that's not really good. I just think there's just too many personalities in that locker room. I mean, Odell, I think he can be a leader. But I mean, Browns, you gotta you gotta make him a leader, or Odell, please become you gotta become a leader if you want the Browns team to succeed. I personally think Odell Beckham Jr. is an amazing talent in the NFL. He's one of my favorite players of all time. Now, let's go to Baker Mayfield. I mean, Baker Mayfield is just overrated. He could get benched this year. Don't be surprised if the Browns bench him for Case Keenum. Don't be surprised, people, at all. Because if he has a bad year, Kevin Stefanski does not have will not have any shame of benching him. Now, Freddie Kin- Kitchens was scared to bench him last year because he knew he was in the hot seat, so he just kept him in. So, I mean, Freddie Kitchens was just not a good coach, but that was good for the Browns to fire him. Well-deserved fire by Freddie Kitchens, by the Browns. To fire him. And now we're gonna know, look at another overrated team. You know who we're gonna look at? The Las Vegas Raiders. People are saying that they're gonna be really good this year. I just see them as an eight and eight team, nine and seven. 
maybe a wild card, like just maybe if things all goes well for them. Derek Carr, no disrespect to you, but I just don't, you're just an iffy quarterback. No one really knows what's going to come out of you. You're either going to play like a superstar or play like your brother, David Carr. And that's no disrespect to David Carr. He just was the bust in the NFL. It just wasn't too good. And we're going to look at another part of this. um, Not defense. We're going to look at offense. Yes, you have Josh Jacobs, who I absolutely loved him drafting last year, who can be a really good running back. And then, as I pointed out, you drafted Henry Ruggs III. He could have been. He can be very good. But you need a big body wide receiver. You have Nelson Aguilar and Zay Jones. I think Zay Jones is a very underrated wide receiver. But then you have Darren Waller as your tight end. He can be very good. I just don't see this offense doing anything this year, really. And then your defense, your highlight of your defense is Maurice Hurst and Max Crosby. They can make it. That's really all. And we're going to look at another overrated team. And the overrated team is. That team is the New York Jets. People are saying that the New York Jets are going to be a playoff team because Tom Brady left New England and people think that Sam Darnold can actually push the New York Jets to a division crown. That just laughs at me. The Jets are just not good. They just cannot drop. As I pointed out, Mackay Beckman is going to be a bust. They have absolutely no weapons for Sam Darnold. I'm sorry. The only weapon they have is Le'Veon Bell. And Le'Veon Bell's a running back. And he wasn't too good last year. And then your only wide receiver is Jamison Crowder. Oh, my goodness. And then your defense, Jamal Adams wants out. It, it doesn't make sense. Oh, what are you going to get draft picks for the 2021? First round on the 2022? First round? which can be game-changer, can be game-changing players, but that's not going to help them this year at all. Your only good defensive player is C.J. Mosley, who I think C.J. Mosley is actually a very underrated linebacker, but that's besides the point. It's just so much of, not even a joke to me, but like, it, 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 yeah, it's a joke that people actually think that the Jets are going to be a playoff team. It's crazy. Crazy to me. Absolute crazy. Craziness. Now, we're going to get to another overrated team. Our last overrated team of the day. And now, I have a lot of respect for Matt Nagy and the Bears. But your defense is so good. With Khalil Mack, Hakeem Nicks, and Eddie Jackson, and Eddie Goldman. Hey, that's two Eddies. I just realized that. But your offense is absolute garbo. How do you have Mitchell Trubisky? How have you not moved on to him? Um, Matt Nagy thinks he's so smart. No, it really, Matt Nagy, this was one of the worst parts he's ever done. You traded for the most, one of the most overrated QBs of all time with Nick Foles. Oh my God. Nick Foles had one good run and everyone thinks he's so good. Nick Foles has not completed one full season in the NFL. Does anyone realize that? And then Nick Foles takes up all the, a lot of cap for them, too. And then, okay, look, they, they can be good. 
Their running backs can be good with Dave Montgomery and Tyreek, not Tyreek, Tyreek Cohen. I mean, I love those two running backs. They make it do something well with Bells. And then they have Anthony Miller, uh, who can be a, a very good, maybe like above average wide receiver. And then they have Allen Robinson, who I feel so bad for Allen Robinson. He's played with Blake Bortles and Mitchell Trubisky his whole career. And he's still putting up really good numbers. Let's just remember that. He played with Blake Bortles and Mitchell Trubisky. Boy, let's prayers up for that man. Prayers up for that man. Now, we're going to get to the last segment of the day. We're going to take a look at the 2K covers. Now, NBA 2K21 decides to put Kobe Bryant for Mamba Edition as their legacy, the legend cover edition, which I thought was phenomenal. I agree that 100%, 10 out of 10. I mean, the 2K community would have been so mad if they didn't put Kobe on the cover. I mean, I myself is not, I am not a big 2K fan. I might not get 2K this year. I'm leaning towards no because I don't play that often and I can still use 2K20, but I really don't know yet. I have not made my decision. And so we're going to take a look at just the standard edition, like the Xbox One and the PS4. What What's the cover going to be on that? The cover is Damian Lillard, who I thought deserved it. Dame Time was one of the most underrated players for a very long time in the NBA, but then he finally got his recognition when he had that amazing shot over Paul George and Russell Westbrook of the Oklahoma City Thunder. But now let's take a look. This is where I really have the problem with 2K, who they put on the next-gen cover. Now, the P- the PS5 and the Xbox Xbox One Series X is coming out this year. And they're the next-generation consoles. So 2K thought it would have been cool for, you know, them to put another cover, which I think is a good idea. Okay, putting more players on the cover. I'm fine with that. They call it the next gen, the next gen edition. They put Zion Williamson. No disrespect to Zion. I think you're going to be phenomenal. But Zion played only 19 games this year. 19 games before the pandemic happened. They should have put Luka Doncic for the next-gen edition, or Trey Young, or John Morant. I, I just I just think it's way too soon to put Zion on a cover. I think he, if you want to put a next-gen and standard edition for next year, then plan on putting Zion on for next year. It would have been so cool for Luka to be on the cover because in the beginning of the year, he was playing he like an MVP. Not playing like an MVP. He was playing like, like an MVP candidate the whole year. When he was not injured, in my opinion. But the first month of the year, I thought that he I thought he was gonna get the MVP until he until he got injured. But I mean, how cool would it have been if like we got to put graffiti in the background of Luca or if Trey Young with like a hawk wings, him him doing a shot, or like John Morant, I mean John Mar- or dunking, postering on someone. How sick. That would have been, I mean, well, that's a wrap, everyone. I'll see you guys next time.
on Prince on the Pod. This was your host, Sam Prince. Have a nice day, everyone, and stay safe.